You're listening to Film School, broadcasting every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time at KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, and on the web at KUCI.org slash Film School. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. Lonnie Frisbee was a young, hippie seeker fully immersed in the 1960s counterculture when he dropped acid and ran into God. This event so transformed Frisbee that he became an itinerant Christian evangelist, a kind of John the Baptist of Southern California, who compelled thousands of fellow spiritual seekers to make a profession of faith in Jesus. With us today is David DiSabatino, director of the documentary Frisbee, the life and death of a hippie preacher. David DiSabatino, welcome to Film School. Thank you. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, and you? Oh, very good. Tell us a little bit how this project got started. Well, where were you when you first heard about Lonnie Frisbee? Boy, that was, I was 24 years old, so we're talking 13, 14 years ago. Yeah. I was raised an evangelical Christian. still have a lot of ties to that community. I, I call myself a recovering evangelical. Huh? And the denomination that I was involved with was very into kind of the dramatic miracles and, and stuff like that. So that was kind of thrust as, you know, as a child, that was thrust in front of my eyes. And so I have this kind of affinity for that sort of thing, although I look at it in a totally different way than when I was young. And, you know, as I was growing up, these kind of things would come across our path. And I was interested in something called the Jesus Movement, which was a 1960s phenomenon at the same time that you had civil rights and, and all, all the stuff that was going on at that time, you had this a bunch of hippies that, would, that got saved. They became uh, born-again Christians. And that had its own kind of weird culture, all its own, and I was fascinated with that. I heard about Lonnie, and he just stuck out uh, as this weird and wacky character. And I said, i got to find out more about him, and did. And here we are. There's a lot of incredible footage in this film of, of the baptismals, uh, baptisms at uh, Corona del Mar, uh, early stuff from Calvary Church. Where did you run into this? Did they have it at Calvary, or did you have to dig deep? No, I had to dig deep. My no. background is as a historian, so I'm, I'm pretty good at fishing out stuff, um, finding where that is, and uh, just badgering people to let me use it, <laughs> uh-huh. um, because I, you know it was integral to the story. You know, Some of that stuff is just amazing i think it's a point in time that we're looking at too and it's 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 also the power of of what frisbee put out there but i i think it's it documents a very important period of time where people were looking for something absolutely i mean the 60s was all about searching for truth Mm -hmm. and that truth um you know whether it came in the form you know it was it was kind of an ideological smorgasbord during during the 1960s for this particular uh brand of seekers, at the end of their search for truth, they believe that Jesus Christ was that answer. As uh, Lonnie describes his, uh, his revelation, his being born again, during the course of a, to having him taken LSD, is that, is that, am I describing that correctly? He took Absolutely. LSD and he said he, saw, he found Jesus during the course of that experience. How did that jibe with, with what was, had to be 180 degrees different than what Chuck Smith was Chuck saying. Smith, any of these other people would say he was in the midst of a drug-induced, euphoric state when he discovered Jesus. Was there any internal conflict within the right. evangelical movement about him saying that to other kids? 
You know, at that time, I don't think so. I think people look at the story now, and especially fundamentalist Christians who are like, well, God uses works this way and that way, and they have they yeah. have sort of a boxed view of how God works. Mm-hmm. They, they're freaked by that. It's like, oh, how could you be doing that? And God shows up. Well, you know, that's the grace of God. He'll come get you wherever you are. And that's how they. And, you know, you know, LSD too was a truth serum back then. It was like. You know what? Better, what better way to find truth than to kind of mm-hmm. uh, lubricate your your psyche with with something like this? Okay. Now, I'm not advocating that, but that's what it was. Yeah. And if these people were seeking, you know, for them, the next step up, up that ladder was if it was to grab onto God. What's God going to say? Well, no, you didn't come the right way. You know. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think that you know, there's a lot of people that told me the same thing. Look. I took LSD, you know, got down on the ground, and when I was off my trip, I believed in God. Yeah. And yeah. so, hey, great. Yeah. What I didn't mention, I think in the introduction, that uh, Lonnie Frisbee was involved in the Laguna Beach homosexual scene. Right. Um, and people have said that, uh, at least from what I read uh, elsewhere, that they had trouble with you even bringing that up in the documentary. Do you yeah. have any second thoughts about uh, bringing that aspect of uh, Frisbee's life up? No, not at all. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, truth is what it is, and uh, I'm a firm believer that truth will set you free. Yeah. So, no, I mean, I think that's the great part of the story to me, that God invites anybody to the table to participate in, in what he's doing. Now, he can invite everybody. That doesn't mean he. it's a mark of authentication for what they're doing. It's not a mark of approval and a stamp to say, that's okay, because... You know, and this is a sticky subject. You know, I come from the evangelical movement where homosexuality is still seen as a sin, largely. Mm-hmm. I think people are learning more about it and are realizing, you know, with this recent Ted Haggard thing, that, you know, it's a lot more people that, for lack of a better word, that struggle in this area. That's what they'll say. Now, I understand that the outside mainstream culture says, no, homosexuality is it, it's fine and, and this is just the way people are. The well, problem is, is you have, to, you know, this issue is such a contentious thing, and it's still being fought in the church, you know, as to, as to whether they're going to accept it or not. We're, we're speaking with David DiSabatino, and the, the film is Frisbee, The Life and Death of a Hippie Preacher. Let's sort of walk through the arc of, of Lonnie's life here. After he took acid, found Jesus, okay. became a court of, sort of a charismatic, as he just, is he self-described John the Baptist, or is that something that was put on him? That was me. Okay. But, okay. Well, and it, it appears that way, well, too. Certainly. That when you see those crowds down at uh, Corona, sure. yeah. It, it, yeah. it really looks like a scene out of the Bible. Right. So, so in, in, this, in his story, he, at, at what point did he meet uh, the, the founders of Cavalry Chapel, Chuck Smith? Or did he found Cavalry Chapel? Oh, no. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll bring you up to speed on that. Lonnie had a, uh, a scholarship to the San Francisco Academy of Art. That brought him up from Orange County, where he was. He was born and raised in Costa Mesa. It brought him up to the, to the Haight-Ashbury in 1966, 67. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was out there. So he's involved in the first kind of nascent kind of hippie movement. And it's there where he has his experience of God. And so he's involved with a community there called the House of Acts or the Big House. Mm-hmm. They were a group of kind of indigenous hippies that were all just... They had come to, to, to a saving grace in Jesus Christ, but they were very, you know, suspicious of the organized church. Yeah. 
so they were they met together in and lived together in a house and they just kind of worked through things all by themselves. Lonnie took it upon himself to go on these kind of missionary treks. So he would hitchhike up and down uh, the coast on the 5 or the 405, and he got picked up one day by some guy who said, hey, I want you to come and meet um, this friend of mine. He wants to talk to a hippie. And that friend happened to be Chuck Smith, okay. who was then pastoring a church of about you know 50 to 100 people. And it's there where he met Chuck Smith, and you know that kind of meeting kind of right. propelled Calvary Chapel. Right. It's fair to say that, that Lonnie's involvement with Calvary really propelled, it exploded. The church exploded based on the people that he was bringing to the church. Is that, is that yeah. a fair statement? I think so, because, you know, if you look at Chuck Smith's own writings and what he says about that time— he was ready to pack it in as a minister. He, he was working as a ministry. He was also working as a manager in an Alpha Beta kind of uh, mm-hmm. store. And he was going to pack it in because he wasn't making enough money. Mm-hmm. So his ministry really was not as explosive. Well, this kid walks into his life, and within a week, he doubles the size of his congregation. Yeah. Is it, within, is it, within six months, there's 2,000 people coming to his church, and they've never looked back. Is it fair so, to say that that Chuck Smith was teaching a negative message, that he was focusing on end times, and that Lonnie was teaching a positive message, and that he was talking about salvation? No, I don't think those two things are mutually exclusive. I mean, I think there's great well, not, hope in, no. in, in the return of Jesus Christ. Well, let's I, talk. Was, is that we're talking the, about marketing, we're right, I think, <laughs> as far as what we're trying to say. Right. is it, It's a more appealing message to be talking about salvation in terms of bringing people into yeah. into the ministry, I'm not going to then talking about uh, the end of the world. Yeah, the theology of it. I'm just saying. I think what okay. what Nathan is saying is is that yeah. is that fair to say? That, I don't think so. I think okay. both of those guys were offering the fundamental message that God was love. Okay. And I think Chuck, you know, needs to be credited for not only embracing Lonnie. I mean, you know, what minister in 1968 would let uh, a former homosexual up on his pulpit? Not too many guys. Did he know in 1968? That, Sorry? That, that did he know, he know in 1968 that, that Lonnie was... That yeah, Lonnie Lonnie's was, testimony was, I came out uh, of the homosexual movement. Oh, very good then. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, and Chuck, you know, let's be honest, 1968, you're still, you know, that's the most, that's a year of maelstrom in, in American mm. history, where, you know, these straight kind of conservative guys, which Chuck Smith was, were not looking too happily upon, you know, hippies. Uh-huh. And, and then his get, attitude was, dirty hippies, why don't they take a bath? So for him to open his church up like he did, I mean, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And he deserves kudos for that. Yeah. I, I don't want to make him the, the heavy in this. I think when a church becomes an institution, though, I think things change. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 when, it, and when this thing exploded, it becomes more democratized, and you have to put down rules, and it institutionalizes and that's where I think, you know, some stuff comes in that Lonnie becomes got, problematic. And yeah. Lonnie, get ex, he got excised. What was it like interviewing the people from Vineyards? Was there any negative feelings going on? Because there are some contentions between uh, what right. Frisbee did and, and the way right. they're not recognizing what he did. I think a lot of people, because they didn't really, they didn't know. You know, I come from those, uh-huh. from that world. But I don't think they're... they're <laughs> You know, as funny as this sounds, the Christian world is not very honest. And well, did they close ranks? Is that what happened they, here? Very much so. It's it's like going to you know to talk to people about 
you know, the CEO of a major corporation. You know, once you get to a certain level, they're all going to go, they're all going to be worried for their jobs. Yeah. So there's that sort of thing going on. At the same time, I think a lot of people wanted to talk, too, because it was like, you know, hey, this guy got written out, and we know that he was there, and we know that this was going on. But I think I think the problem started when I started getting a little bit of hoopla. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, crap. Yeah. He actually got out of the gate. You know, like, yeah, so, maybe I shouldn't have been interviewed at all. Yeah. So, I don't like what's going on. Yeah. So, so people the, are knowing so, about the life of Lonnie. So Frisbee. there's really not much institutional memory, but there are a lot of people who still remember the, the contribution that Lonnie made. To the, ab- to the, absolutely. This was oral history, and I went in and grabbed all that and said, mm-hmm. tell me what you know, because it needs to be documented. I've heard that you're working on turning Lonnie Frisbee's life into a biopic. Is that true? We've been working. Uh, it is a tough story to put down on, on paper, too. Um, yeah, how do you see get, God on acid? Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> how, do you, how do you show the power of God yeah. upon people's life without it being so silly? Well, I, you know? I, think, I think those baptism uh, photos that you have yeah. uh, come very close to that. I hope that we reach the heights that, you know, what Robert Duvall did in The Apostle, because that was always my model. When that movie came out, mm-hmm. I watched that and I said, you know, I got a story just like that. Yeah. Because here was a guy that was able to inspire people to believe, and yet, uh, you know, he had feet of clay. Certainly. And I said, you know, this is, this is what I have here. That's I a have great... a guy, it's a little bit different, it's set in the 60s, and it has that great backdrop to it, but pretty much that's the story. Mm-hmm. So if we can do that, yeah. And so we've, we've got a group together, we've written, we've got two scripts going, and... <laughs> It, it's just tough. It's yeah. just a tough story to tell. It's a strand of social history that has not been um, really talked about a whole lot. The, the, right. The, of that, and that it's era. great that you brought it forward. It's a it's a wonderful piece of documentation about what happened here in Orange County that made history. Unfortunately, uh, we have run out of time here at Film School. David DiSabatino, the director, the documentarian uh, of Frisbee, The Life and Death of a Hippie Preacher. Thanks very much. Thank you. To learn more about Film School, listen to more interviews, or subscribe to our podcast, visit our website at KUCI.org slash filmschool.